name is Martha. And this is Colby on Martha and Colby Grow Up. A podcast where we talk about the things that made us who we are and where we're going in the future. Because every week we're finding a new way that we're growing up. Hi, I'm Martha. And this is Colby on Martha and Colby Grow Up. A podcast where 20-somethings navigate life apart together. Welcome back. The last time you heard us, we were talking about, uh, what was our last episode topic? I have no clue. No oh, clue it was, whatsoever. Um, it was healthcare. Last time you heard us, we were talking about healthcare. So hopefully you learned something. Um, but this week, we are doing, this month, we're doing something different. But before we get into that, we will do a question of the week. Of the week, we say for a monthly podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, question of the month. Uh, Chloe, what is on your bucket list where have you not been that you would like to go i don't know when you when we talked earlier you said travel bucket list and i don't know if i have like a certain like city or country that i really want to go to but like an activity i really want to do is zip lining through like a rainforest Ooh, that's fun i don't think i've done that i had to think about it i have done a zip line but it was at um camp thunderbird in south carolina which is not very much a um rainforest there is a zip line at the renaissance festival here but i think it was for kids so i never did it um which is surprisingly still happening that is still on the minnesota state fair is canceled but the minnesota renaissance festival is full steam ahead interesting yeah but uh for me i think i really want to go like all out go to one of those nice resorts in like fiji with the open you know floor so you can see the fishes in the clear water i really want to do that um i think i read an article about a couple who was stuck in the maldives or something like they were the only one on the island and like these resort workers couldn't go home because they couldn't go home um so i don't want to do that but like with people i think Anyways, we have two special guests all the way from Iceland, so we are going to let them introduce themselves and answer our question. I'm sure you guys have been way cooler places than we have, so I'm excited to hear your answer. Hi, uh, I'm Sverrir from Iceland, uh, and I want to go to just uh, just some Caribbean island where I could have like a little bodega, not, not, not bodega, what's the word? Like, uh, a bungalow a bungalow yeah like a bungalow yeah. on the on, like on the beach or like a little house that like s- like stands mm. on like little stilts like a little oh, bit yeah. out of the water that's cool i know that's that's probably really boring and white of me to say but but it just I sounds i just said i wanted really to nice. go like on a beach vacation to fiji so i think oh, i think we're okay uh yes hi uh i'm Hrund. and yeah i don't know maybe Maybe somewhere in Asia, or because I've been a lot to Europe and uh, some places in the Americas. So I just love to go somewhere further away with different culture, <laughs> non-Western. <laughs> I've never been to Asia. I think it would be really cool. I think that's a good answer. Colby, do you want to share what we're talking about this month? Iceland. we're we're talking about iceland um i guess broadly we're talking about coronavirus in iceland but also just iceland in general i feel like 
there's not huge Icelandic rep- representation in the United States. It's not a culture that we're super into here, at least from at least not in the South where I am. So it, I think it'll be interesting to get a different perspective than ours. What do you think, Martha? Yes. And I, I was thinking when Tinder opened up their Tinder passport at the beginning of the virus, I selected Greenland. So I think that's the closest I've gotten to Iceland <laughs> in terms of culture. But uh, even though they do know that those are. Yeah, I'm aware very they're different. different. They're in the same <laughs> geographical area. That's what I mean. Yeah, they're extremely different, but they're pretty <laughs> close. Like you can even do like you can take domestic flights to Greenland, oh. actually. But uh, that's kind of cool. I've never been. I don't want to go. It's, it looks cold. <laughs> but but yeah, like yeah. So what do you, what do you guys want to talk about? Like, do we want to start with all the co- co- all the COVID stuff, or I think let's get into that after. I think let's just start out with, and maybe Colby and I can talk a little bit about like what life was like growing up. Um, so here, you know, we have like elementary middle elementary middle high school. It's pretty, you know, standard. Um, but I mean, that's super boring. So like, what, what is something that you remember from your childhood that you have later discovered was uniquely Icelandic, if that makes sense? Or maybe there isn't anything. Maybe, maybe we're more similar than we thought. Well, I I had a, I had one TV station growing up because my parents didn't buy more. And (laughs) (laughs) so you have to like buy tv to watch it i mean we also have to buy tv to watch it. yeah <laughs> yeah but there are like three or four free tv stations now but growing up there was only one like the i guess pbs bbc type okay network so yeah so all the shows i'm nostalgic for that those were just the only shows i could watch <laughs> that was kind of like me i didn't have disney channel growing up which was you know a big thing but <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm probably way closer to you guys because because we had all the channels. I went to the states probably twice a year for every year until I was fifteen. Oh, wow. uh, like I watched all the Disney movies in English, not the dubbed versions that everyone is like that everyone remembers so fondly. And yeah, like but but yeah, like to put it in perspective, like the first privately owned TV station in Iceland. I think that started in like 86 or 82 oh wow and i do you do you know like because there didn't there there didn't used to be tv on thursdays Thursdays. do you know when that when that stopped being a thing nope let's say the 80s because like that's that's like a thing my parents talk about okay so no tv on thursdays (laughs) yeah that's interesting. I remember my parents talk about at the this is a super American thing, by the way, at the um, whenever it hit like 11, 12 o'clock when there is just like, oh, I guess we ran out of TV now. Um, back in the day, they would put like an image of like the flag and like play the national anthem and then the TV would just go off for the, <laughs> until the morning until there was more TV to really? have on. I didn't yeah, know that. that was like a thing. Oh, it was like when there were like the the big four NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, and then once there was like twenty four hour television, they're like, we don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about 
the language because you guys both obviously speak English very well. Um, Thank you. Was that something you learned right away growing up or is that something that is mandatory in schools? Um, it's both. Uh, I mean, we grow up with a lot of English media and like only children's stuff is dubbed. So everything else is just in English and then we go to English websites and play English video games. Okay. So um, most kids know some English. And then when we were 10, we started learning English in schools. So, but by that time, most people know some English. And I believe they've started teaching it earlier now. Yeah, that, yeah, that must be because like kids know, kids these days know English like really soon, which is probably also from like watching all the TikToks and the Snappy Chats <laughs> or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I was speaking like probably like when I was four or five, basically I'd started speaking English because I was watching like Cartoon Network all the time and all these Disney movies. Like there was my, 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 my mom and my grandma, they, they, they tell the story all the time. I don't know if it's completely true, but I like it, which is basically we were at a mall in, uh, in America around October. And there was this dude who was putting up Christmas decorations and Apparently, I just sort of looked at him and went, what are you doing? <laughs> and they, they were like super shocked. And he, he just went, well, I'm putting up Christmas decorations. But it's only October. And like, <laughs> and like I, I, I apparently had never said anything in English before that. But that was just, I don't know. It, it's, it sounds like apocryphal or whatever the word is, but, but it's a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, we do celebrate things very early I, and very loudly, I guess is a good way to put it. Like we're very into, you know, Fourth of July, for example, um, very into Christmas, Thanksgiving. Although now um, stores are, we used to be able to shop on Thanksgiving at these big stores, but now they're closing down uh, most of them on Thanksgiving. But what are some of the holidays that you celebrate or like, do you celebrate Christmas or is there an Icelandic version of Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we celebrate Christmas and like uh, most of Iceland is technically Christian. So, okay. It was 90% and I think it's 80% now. And yeah, it's Protestant or yeah, Protestant, Lutheran, yeah. something like that. <laughs> okay. So no one's Catholic really. <laughs> But um, yeah, so we celebrate Christmas, but it's called Yule here. So oh, you could yeah. celebrate it non a non-Christian version of it. Yeah. Yule is a lot more whimsical than Christmas. Yeah, I, I like that a lot yeah. better, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like the Yule ball in Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that like Yule, I guess, is where like the whole bringing a tree into your house thing comes from, basically, and like putting up lights. That's kind of where Christianity sort of co-opted that whole thing from but yeah we do we do easter as well uh ish <laughs> ish well i i don't know i feel like easter's we like, we have time off but yeah, yeah. it's not very <laughs> religious or anything no not really let's yeah we'll do like a nice meal or whatever and you'll mm-hmm. probably like go get soup for lunch at your grandma's house or something yeah, yeah. Not, new, new year's eve is big yeah that's huge and like everyone has their private fireworks so Oh, that's cool. There's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of parties. 
I don't like New Year's Eve, actually, but I think it's just because it's really cold here. Um, and then all the bars charge a huge cover, but it sounds more fun if it was like private fireworks. I think I'd be much more likely to uh, go there. <laughs> Y'all don't have fireworks up there? On New Year's? I mean, yeah, but... Or I guess it's... I watch them on TV. I guess it's really cold outside. I mean, like down here, you can't buy them in North Carolina. You have to go to South Carolina to get them. So like when people go on vacation in the summer to Myrtle Beach, because everyone in North Carolina goes to Myrtle Beach, they just load up on fireworks and just save them for New Year's Eve and blow them up because it's not as cold. Yeah, uh, new, like yeah, fireworks are like a huge thing also because the the local like search and rescue squad i guess uh, they like selling fireworks is like their number one like source of income for the year like they make like probably like 90 percent of their income so that they can save all the tourists that like try to go off-roading in their little tiny rental cars basically but yeah it's also really cold on new year's eve here because we're like yeah we're pretty far up north what is the temperature you guys can say it in celsius i can i'll just convert <laughs> it quick <laughs> right like, now currently or? Well, just in general, like, uh, do you have seasons? I guess is a better way to ask that. Yeah, but they're not that extreme. Yeah. Like, okay. it's not that cold when it's cold, and it's not that hot when it's hot. So at most, it goes up to, like, 20 degrees Celsius, if you can figure out what that is. And the lowest up. would be, like, minus 10, maybe. It, at least in the city, it doesn't go get much colder than that. 20 is, like... Lower 70s. Yeah. Yeah. 68. It almost never gets warmer than that. <laughs> That's kind of nice, actually. I like that. I don't like it. It, it was like 90. So uh, let me. Oh, 90, you poor child. <laughs> it was 32 Celsius yesterday, um, which was just beyond hot, in my opinion. Um, but I like that mild weather, I think. I think I would do well there. <laughs> Lower 30 Celsius is just how it is from June until the beginning of October. Yeah, no, Kobe, Kobe I think I would really struggle when it gets hot. Like, I was in, um, I was in Iowa for a while, and I think the second week I was there, it was 95 most weeks, and I was like, I just can't uh breathe that well when it gets that hot so um that led me to a question i had but i forgot colby do you have any more questions let's see well i guess we kind of talked about this but what is schooling like in iceland like what's the what's the track that students follow and then do you also get college for free or do you have to pay for it uh college is free Mostly, there's like a sign-up yeah. fee you have to pay, but it's... Isn't that university? University oh, is university. the sign-up fee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our school system is different, so it's difficult yeah. to... <laughs> it's, okay. It's, it's yeah. close. It's close, though. It's like... Okay. Yeah. It's like... What, is, what, would, you, would you call it just middle, middle school or whatever from, what, six to... Yeah, I think elementary and middle school, that is one school for us from okay. six to 15. Yeah. Then we have high school... Kind of college from 16 to 20. Oh, okay. And then, I guess, university from there on. Yeah, like the school, the school that I went to was called the Commercial College of Iceland, which is the, the high school slash college level. Nice. Uh, but yeah, like a lot of them, a lot of them don't really charge anything or like, or not very much, but like I went to a 
private yeah, school. Yeah, he, he went to a, I'm a private. I'm an asshole, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, the private yes. schools are also not considered that much better. Um, the school he went to is very popular. I'll, I'll tell you that the commercial college of Iceland is very popular and very good. Thank you. Yeah, it's very popular, but it's it's not like you hear in the U.S. where it's like if you go to private school, you have a much brighter future. It's well, yeah, this, it's not it's we not the went same to disparity. Public school. Yeah, <laughs> we turned out okay. But like a, a, anyone can get into university. Got it. You just kind of sign up if you want to go. In whatever university, you know, no matter what high school or college they went to. Nice. Do you find that a lot of people leave Iceland or do they kind of, you know, like in Minnesota, it's always the joke that you don't leave here uh, just because it's a good place to live. But do you find people like going to Europe and moving there or like moving to the States or do most people stay? Uh, it's Pretty popular going somewhere and at least to, you know, university somewhere else. Okay. And there are some job opportunities that aren't readily available here. Yeah, like a lot of doctors go to like Sweden and Norway and stuff. Fancy. Yeah, because they get better paid there. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd, like I'd say like a majority probably stays, but it's a good chunk that that goes. That, that yeah then go and I probably yeah probably the most popular destinations are like the other Scandinavian countries and then you have like a, some people that go to the states cool but but mostly European yeah that was cool and you guys both live in the big city right the capital Reykjavik yes the big city <laughs> so I'm sure yeah. there's other yeah. cities but... nope there's one city so <laughs> yeah there's only yeah yeah there's only one one that like classifies as a city yeah oh funny <laughs> so... it's like what it's like 120 30 thousand people. Maybe. Oh, that's not even that really? big. Interesting. Oh, but the country is 330,000. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the population of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the, the, yeah. and the island itself is the, size, is the same size roughly as Britain. Okay. But, oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. But consider I feel like maps do y'all dirty because y'all yeah. look a whole lot smaller <laughs> and on most maps big, in, but, in the UK. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we only live on the coasts. So, and... Like two thirds live in the city area. Cool. I I mean I I followed like a travel blogger I think and they did one of those you know you rent a van and drive around Iceland and I thought I always thought that looked really cool. Um, but then it like snowed them in, so that was a bummer. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sort of, that sort of stuff is very popular or used to be, I guess, <laughs> not currently. Right. Man, that sounds fun. I really want to visit just to see. Um, quick question, and then we'll then we'll get into. I think I'm just so fascinated with what life is like. But what is sort of the most popular foods? Like, what what are the delicacies of Iceland? Do you have like a classic dish, or is it just kind of all imported? I would say the food Icelandic people eat is mostly dishes from other places. Yeah. Although, like, lamb is very popular here. We have, yeah, we have good lamb because they roam freely sort of <laughs> during the summer. So, and, uh, like, if you go to restaurants here, they'll try to tell you that whales, puffins, sharks are something we eat. But most people don't eat that daily. Almost no, no one, almost no one eats shark except on very special occasions. And everyone knows it's really bad. 
Yeah. Not gonna lie, Puffin sounds kind of good. Yeah. I think I could chow down on some Puffin. I don't think I've had Puffin, actually. I Um, for certainly have not. I have only had, you know, I don't think I've had lamb either because I had an ex-boyfriend and his parents raised lambs and I just like... So they're fresh. No, like in my heart, like they were just so cute and I just don't think... I would think of them when I would eat it, which is sad. But turkey, you know, any other meat hit me up. I don't like chickens. They're annoying. So we did a whole podcast about the foods you can't eat. So let's just stop. <laughs> yeah. there. All right, we're, we're, we're doubling back. Uh, okay. So thank you for indulging us on probably weird questions. <laughs> I, I have one more, like, uh, one more point that I wanted to come to about like the culture and how, like, because. It is very Americanized. Like we ha- we have our own stuff, but I think it it basically stretches back to the Second World War because prior to the Second World War, it was mostly it was more like fishing villages, kind of. Hmm. But then then you all occupied us, <laughs> and it, it as was, as we are wont to do. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of that that really sort of pushed us into like into the future, pretty much. And it was, it was, it was, it was called the situation and, and there's a lot of situation babies. Basically that means like women, like, yeah, the situation was Icelandic women sleeping with American troops and then they had situation babies. (laughs) Yeah. If you read about World War II, that's like the biggest chapter because we weren't really involved with it much. (laughs) Yeah. We were So that was the biggest tragedy was... Icelandic men couldn't get late because the women were just sleeping with the Americans. <laughs> oh no! Well, we apologize on behalf of our country. <laughs> well, and 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 yeah, and that brought along with it like Coca Cola. You guys started your own TV station, so like that brought over a lot of culture that sort of seeped in, and I think sort of molded like our th- ways of thinking now, basically, or like maybe not ways of thinking, but like the culture that we consume. It's interesting because I know people will be like, oh, that's so American. But really, also in America, we have pretty distinct cultures. So I guess I wonder what the the default America, like what do people think of when they think of America? Colby, do you have an idea? Because like Minnesota is very different from North Carolina, but we're both in the same country. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like. This might just be me like talking out of my ass, but like it's a whole podcast. <laughs> from what I from what I've observed, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like there's an outside perception that the United States is more homogenous than it actually is. Like we are in my head, we are closer to like a slightly more unified European Union than we are to like one big country, just because state to state. Like, there are entire laws that change. (laughs) I am also curious as to what American, general American is. Perhaps a topic for another time. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, Minnesota. Unless y'all wanted to chime in real quick, but like. Oh, yeah, if you have ideas. But like, I I was just going to say, I can get to Wisconsin in 30 minutes, but it's completely different and I hate it. So it, it, but it's so close to me. So yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, if you guys have ideas on what America is, that's not what we uh, yeah. had you on here to talk about. But <laughs> I, I think it's often just what we see on TV shows and in movies. Okay. So it's yeah. sort of that, and 
and like American brands like fast foods and mm. yeah, it's, it's fast food. Yeah, waving the flag around a bunch. Yeah, freedom, freedom, freedom. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> that's that's the South. Yeah. You, you, you guys don't, talk don't a you lot. Start. <laughs> don't you start with that's the South. <laughs> Do you want me to come up there and I'll show you? I just wanted to see a reaction. Yeah. So I hope that's that's funny though. Yeah. I also feel like Europe is usually more positive on America when it has a democratic president. So yes. are we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll stop the pestering, but let's uh we'll talk about coronavirus because our two countries have handled it very differently. You know, I was just looking at a chart this morning laying in bed and you can see where the cases were low and then we did absolutely nothing to make it lower and then they just shot up and they're continuing to grow each day. So we should probably do like a check-in for like posterity so like if people listen to this years down the line they know like where we are in the pandemic so it is august 15th 2020 2020 in north carolina we are in quote-unquote phase two which means that stores are like regular retail stores are open but you are required to wear a mask to go in um as of right now schools are have the option to be open if they want to be open um but a good majority of them are either like mostly online or entirely online but some colleges in north carolina including my alma mater um still have people in person so that's my situation martha so minnesota hasn't really done phases but we've done sort of a turn the dial approach the like closer to opening um most people are still working from home if they can. I do know like most of our warehouses are open if they, you know, we need to ship something. Um, and currently we have, you guys can kind of see the graph. It's interesting, but it's pretty much like, uh, we're right. <laughs> it is um, Y equals X yeah, we're, <laughs> for those listening. We're right here in the phase, but you can kind of see like when we institute, well, no fucking shit the podcast listeners can't see, but uh, you can see when we sort of instituted restrictions and then sort of when we came back up. Um, we just had a new mandate a few weeks ago where you are now required to wear a mask entering any building, um, which surprisingly didn't happen at the beginning. So uh, restaurants are open. Schools. I don't I actually don't. I haven't been following schools or my college or anything, so I don't know about that, but. How is it up there? I have a lot of uh, numbers in front of me. So basically, I'd say like where we are right now is we're sort of in the middle of a second wave, basically. Because yeah, it, it did hit uh, around like the middle of March, like really, like that was the initial hit, I feel, middle to late March. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really done phases, but basically there's a, there's a trio of people they're called the trio and they are like, they have become sort of like celebrities uh, because they had these daily briefings like every day at 2 PM. And it's, uh, it's uh, the lead epidemiologist, the uh, leader of uh, public health and safety and uh, the surgeon general, I guess. And like, they like are sort of like the team that has sort of molded the like the strategy of like what we're doing. Basically, they 
like do memos that they then submit to the government and for the the health uh health the secretary of health and then they sort of formulate a plan out from that but they like they, i guess they're the people that are in charge i guess the trio and initially um uh like pretty quickly we went down to like only 20 people like in one space at one time uh keep two meters between or that's like six feet six feet between everyone uh and yeah like a lot of work from home stuff because this of course affected a lot of work workspaces and we didn't i don't think we actually like closed the country effectively we didn't right um no i mean no so yeah if i can go back a little bit like our cases started coming in from people icelandic people who were in italy and austria on skiing trips so we started by quarantining everyone coming from there for two weeks and those people got tested um then sort of everyone coming from abroad had to be quarantined for two weeks and if they were showing symptoms or connected to anyone they got tested um and we always tested a lot and for a while i think we were like leading testing in the world sort of per capita at least so testing and quarantining is like mainly the thing that we did and that like yielded some good results I'd say I'm looking at this graph of info for Iceland. And from February 28th, you guys have had 1,999 infections. And Mm -hmm. as we just stated, Minnesota is roughly the same population. Um, And we have uh, 63,000. So I think that's like, that's amazing to me that two things the same size and one was obviously so much more effective our, our numbers are also fairly accurate because yeah. yeah. they, they even did they even started doing like random testing just like i got a message asking me to come to, to go get tested just to see sort of how many people who didn't think they were sick were actually sick or you know, did have the vi- virus i guess yeah martha when you say roughly the same population do you mean like Minneapolis, St. Paul, or Minnesota? Mm, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Gotcha. Because I was like, there are I was, I, definitely I millions of people <laughs> in, <laughs> in Minnesota. Yeah. And yeah, of those 1,999 cases, uh, we have had 10 deaths, 10 confirmed deaths. Which is obviously sad. I mean... Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we have had any deaths since May or April. Yeah, no, no, yeah, none so far in, in this second wave. Yeah. yeah, and so we pretty much got rid of it in, by the end of April, sort of beginning of May. There was always one in one person who had it. And then like two weeks ago, some cases started coming back up, but it's only been 100 or something so far in the, in the second wave. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's nice. Um <laughs> And yeah, for reference, again, this time, August 15th, the United States is up to over 168,000 deaths. Man, yeah, that's sad. That's basically the entire population of the capital. That's sad. Here. It's like if everyone in our capital died. Well, that's wild. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I don't want the population of Iceland to <laughs> suddenly just disappear by a third. Um, <laughs> but 
did you guys so i guess two-part question did you feel that your government's response was good and could they have done better and then the second part of that is at any time did you feel like unsafe like you didn't want to go outside or you felt like mostly things were okay i feel like they've done a pretty good job they could have been stricter I guess, like, we never closed schools for children under 15. Um, we never went on lockdowns. But I also don't think we really needed to. So there was sort of a balance between keeping some stuff open and maybe having some more infections. But yeah, we were really good about testing, quarantining and tracking infections. So they could almost always figure out how anyone got infected and then quarantine people around that and... So that's sort of how we did things. But like, like I think New Zealand, did, for instance, did more. And that's why they didn't have any cases for 102 days. We probably could have had no cases, but we decided to open up the country again and had one and one, like, yeah, a couple of cases. So it's just, it's, it's difficult to sort of know if we should have just closed sure. everything, yeah. but yeah, that our economy is very much based on tourism and stuff. So it, it would have been difficult to just completely close everything. So yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree that they did a pretty, pretty good job. Like, yeah, you possibly could have done better by telling everyone to just, yeah, everyone to stay in your house and close the country completely, but... But yeah, it's this balance of economy and stuff. Mm -hmm. And and every time something, every, every time we get more cases, they react and do something yeah. to stop it. Like the, yeah, this, it, they're like constantly like tweaking, like, oh, these, these, these are like the sanctions that we put in place for the next two weeks. And then like, and then they like, they tweak those like, oh, no, okay, we're going to, okay, more people in one spot, but mm -hmm. we're not opening gyms or whatever. Like, and they're like constantly this this post poll of stuff and of course and then you like get into all the other factors of like businesses like trying to put pressure on them to like like oh what why are swimming pools allowed to open but us the gyms aren't allowed to open and and people being like you're way less likely to get infected in a swimming pool rather than like touching all the sweaty gym equipment like come on man so the same shit that we, that we're dealing with yeah and then there's like yeah. Every news article has one person going, ah, this is just a hoax. And another person going, we should completely close the country. In the so, comment section. In the comment section. In the section. comment section. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, like, there's like this one dude that I've seen, like, that's, like, this seems to be like this sort of, like, super conservative, like, uh, we should just open everything up, like, fuck these assholes, like, this is, this is bullshit. But generally, the discourse has been pretty okay. I guess now the thing that people are sort of like, some people seem to be angry about is that like they're going to open schools and going to have like like a a three feet like a three feet rule instead of the six feet rule for kids or whatever. But we'll see how that turns out. Mm -hmm. But yes, to the second part of your question, yeah, of being because I remember when like news of this stuff was starting like around like late December and January and stuff. I, I used to say like at my workplace, like if this thing comes to Iceland, I'm just going to go home and I'm just going to work remotely because I have an autoimmune disorder. I have a, a ulcerative colitis, which is a digestive disorder. And I'm on like two different types of immunosuppressants. So I, 
I feel like that probably makes me pretty uh, vulnerable to this thing. Objectively, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, so like when like the first numbers started coming in, then yes, I was pretty, I was pretty like afraid because also I work at a, a a pretty like the second or maybe the biggest media conglomerate company in in the country. Like we. Like I, I work uh, as a broadcast technician for the TV state for a TV, their, their TV arm, and we have like two print magazines and like three websites that, that are run there, and like it, and it's all in one space, like one open space, basically. Like we we get to be like we the tech people get to be off in our little corner, which is nice, but it's basically an open space of like seventy people, and like the nature of the job is like guests are coming into the studio to record and like these journalists are going everywhere to like they're like they're going around so so my like my feelings were like this is like there's a ton of disease vectors here so that's it's probably not great for me to be here which is why like because i think they initially put it down to like 100 people or 50 like when it first hit and i was like okay like that's like that's less than the total of people that are supposed to be here. I'm just gonna go home. I'll do all my work remotely. Like I can do everything. I can, I can like I can do literally everything except record stuff in the studio. So I'm gonna go home because I don't want to die for TV. <laughs> um, and I spent I think 61 days in like sort of self-imposed isolation in this very office. Nah. <laughs> Uh, before being kind of mildly kind of forced to come back, which I didn't feel super great about. But by that time, it was like the beginning of May, so the cases were way down. So basically last week, uh, we had a confirmed infection at uh, my workplace. Basically, a person came in to like an editorial meeting and apparently got some coffee and went to the bathroom. And initially, they were like, oh, hey, this one person who's like a part-time person, she... She just came in for like one day. She's infected. It, everything should be fine. Uh, you guys are not quarantined. It's only like the editorial of this one like division. They're quarantined. Everything is fine. So like, but like at that moment, it was like, holy shit. And I like immediately left after that meeting and just <laughs> went home. And, uh, and then like the day after, like I had to go in to do some tiny stuff. But I talked to my boss and was like, I am going to minimize my time here right now. I don't want to be here right now. And then, but we, but we thought like, hey, okay, so like we have been told by like the tracking team and all that, like all these authorities that everything should be fine. Like you don't have to quarantine or anything. So we were like, okay, we can just live our lives. So we had some people over for, for homemade pizza on Saturday and they'd been over for like three hours we were just like sitting there, like we'd made pizza, we were having drinks. And then I get like a message from my boss asking like, okay, I need the phone numbers and the full names of like everyone in your department. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's for the, it's for the contact tracing department. And I'm like, shit. Oh, no. And then I get a frantic call from someone in sales who's like, okay, she, apparently like she had like a really, really active, like she had a lot of COVID in her. <laughs> so like so like i've been quarantined and like fucking like oh, oh like shit okay so and i told them like oh shit oh they're the they're, they're quarantining people and then like a half hour later i got the call being like oh hey did you like go to the cafeteria and did you use the bathroom i'm like 
Yes. <laughs> like, okay, well, okay, you're you're quarantined for two weeks. But, but two weeks back from the day that she was there. So, so which I find kind of weird. So I was I was quarantined for like four days, but I wasn't. Hmm. Fine. <laughs> so yeah, like I told the people, like, hey, well, the people that we had over, like, so yeah, uh, I'm going to just move my chair over here. I'm going to put on my mask and I'm going to wear some gloves and just be real pouty over here in the corner. Because at that point it was like, are, are they, are they going to leave? Like, we've already been in close contact for like three hours. So yeah, I've been quarantined since then. And then as this week progressed, there was like, oh, hey, there's one more person who was sick, is now sick. And like, oh, shit. And then yesterday it was like, two more people are sick. And they're always like moving progressively closer to me, mm. like to the point that like the two people who were just diagnosed, like one of like I spoke to both of them, like those two days that they were there. So I was like, I was freaking out yesterday and just I, I, I was able to call and just walked over to uh, to get tested. And but yeah, I got I got my results back this morning so it was like it was like less than a 24 hour turnover on the answers uh and i am not infected with covid-19 woo yay me and but yeah it was very stressful and like yeah it was so yeah i was pretty scared but so i can't imagine what it's like over in america like what that feels like and I'm going to stop now for a bit because I rambled. <laughs> no, that was, I, I was riveted, honestly. Yeah, enthralled. <laughs> um, it, it would have been a much better podcast if you, if you had gotten positive <laughs> <surprise>. results. <laughs> yeah. And I have it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we are both glad you are healthy and safe. Um, so I, I can sort of take the what was it like in America because I think Colby has been a bit more isolated than I have, but... I my work was like all right we need you to go go down to Iowa and Iowa didn't close anything basically they it was open the whole time um so I was a little nervous um I think it ended up being fine for the most part but the weirdest thing was being in an office and the first few times I was there it was chill like we were just in one conference room and we all could it was just like me and another person and we could stay distanced and then as we got, you know, in software, we call it like a go live. So as we got closer to our go live date, um, more and more people started showing up and then no one was required to wear a mask at that point. Eventually we all had to start putting them on because things got worse, I guess, worse than they already are. So that was weird, but I, I guess at some point for me personally, I just had to ignore all the risks and not ignore it, but like if I continued to think about, okay, does this person have COVID? They're not wearing a mask. They're they're wearing their mask wrong. Like, I just think I, it wouldn't have been good for my mental health. So I just sort of not ignored it, but I just didn't actively think about it. And I knew we were still in a pandemic and I took precautions for myself. But I think that's, um, I think that's how I've been dealing with it is like, I can do the things to, protect myself and i just can't worry about what other people are going to do because hopefully they're good people and going to protect themselves but um if not then i don't know nothing i can do about that so i can't say a whole bunch about 
like work and stuff just because of legal. Uh, but I do work at like a place that where people like come in, like we charge general admission for people to come in. Um, and the people who work directly with like the museum opening and like the open public outside spaces have had to. Do you want to not say that you work in a museum? Um, okay. There are tons of museums around here. <laughs> um, and uh, all those people need to be back one to like take care of the animals. We have a bunch of like, big mammals that need care and you can't just like leave them alone in the middle of North Carolina and let them fend for themselves. Um, so they've had to go in. I don't work with any of that. So I haven't had to go in. I've been volunteering to go into the office um, one morning a week, just because for the animal care team, um, they need to be able to know when packages are coming in. So we don't just have like, um, caterpillars sitting in a box <laughs> at our door. Um, so I've been just going in and making sure that they're getting the stuff that they need. But other than that, I've literally have not left this apartment for much of anything. <laughs> um, just because I don't, I don't want to get sick and I don't want to get my, my parents sick or my partner's parents sick and they're in, we're both like super close with our grandparents and don't want to get them sick either. And it would destroy me to know that I unwittingly passed something on to them. Um, so I've, I've had one picnic with friends, a socially distant picnic with friends. Other than that, I've been chilling at home. Yeah. There've been a couple of people I've let in, in my bubble. Um, just because, I could vouch for them. Like I knew they were being safe, but yeah, I went to my grandma's house for the 4th of July or like we rented a cabin up there and I couldn't hug her. And that was the hardest thing. Cause my grandma was 89 and like, I want to give her a hug. I don't see her that often. Um, but I think that's just been the hardest part is I'm not necessarily a very touchy feely person, but I don't mind hugs. <laughs> so like not being able to, Hug people or like... You tolerate hugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a big... I'm more of a cuddler than a hugger. But <laughs> not being able to like get in physical contact with people or like go on dates. Eh, I kind of did that, but not really. Um, <laughs> uh, but like that, that's been a big thing for me. I like physical touch, so... Next month we're doing a cuddle pod. <laughs> What's that going to be like? <laughs> we're literally going to sit in separate parts of the country and talk about cuddling. That's our next episode. I've already planned it. I'd listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so weird to like, yeah, being in like chats with Americans because my life almost didn't change at all. <laughs> like I kept going to work um, and that was sort of, the most stressful part was when I was working and said it wasn't because <laughs> then I kept worrying about bringing it yeah. back home. And the person I work the most with at work, her husband is also very, very high risk. So I didn't want to infect her or my boyfriend. And then uh, my mom had offered me to go stay with her, but then my grandma broke her arm. <laughs> And my uncle got COVID. So, like, I didn't want to infect my mom, who would have to go to my grandma's because yeah. <laughs> she's 80 and 
lives alone and has a broken arm. So at that point, I was feeling a bit nervous and um, yeah, basically having an like almost an anxiety attack. So there was like a week where I was feeling very short of breath and <laughs> but it was just because I was anxious and then piled on top of that, I got more anxious because I was like, fuck, what if I have COVID now? I know it's like, am I sick? Is it a cold? Yeah. Is it? Did I not take my asthma medication? <laughs> like, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, the worst thing is lately, this has been a fun development over the past few years. Um, every spring, because of all the pollen in the air, I just have wild coughing attacks for like the month of March. Um, which is exactly when the <laughs> coronavirus got <laughs> to North Carolina. So the whole month I was like, I'm, I'm sick. Like, there, I can't go anywhere. I don't know what to do. I am 90% positive that it was allergies, but I don't know because testing isn't as, especially in March, was not as robust here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just chilled at home and waited for the coughs to go away. <laughs> is antibody testing big in Iceland or is it not really a thing? So now I think, like when I, I got a message in May to get tested and then I got an anti antibody test as well uh, but it took me like a month and a half to get the results from that because um, I, I don't think it's a priority but they are doing it but I think they're mainly focusing on people who like been confirmed to have been sick and focusing on those to do some research and stuff so I think yeah since I never got sick it was a low priority but yeah I did find out it was negative which was in a way, good, because yeah. then I learned I, I hadn't been risking people's lives. So <laughs> that was, even though it would have been good to have had it and not have to worry, it was still also good to know I was being safe. Yeah, I want to know. I feel like I won't be at peace until I either know or like until I get it or I knew that I had it. And I don't know if I had it. I don't know. So they're not really doing that here. I think you can get them if you donate blood. So I was going to maybe do that. But that seems like a weird thing. (laughs) Like you can only get it if you give some of yourself away. But is there anything else, Colby, that we want to chat about? It's it's just nice that... um. Nice to hear from someone whose country cared, <laughs> who cared about their citizens' well-being. It's a, it's a nice change of pace. Yes, yeah, soon Colby and I will be knocking on your door, like, let us in. <laughs> the- <laughs> COVID's not stopping. <laughs> the Eric Andre gift like <laughs> shaking the gate, let me in. <laughs> I hope you have a guest bedroom. <laughs> we could convert the office, I guess. <laughs> like I, I've I've slept in here for I guess like two months of this year anyway, so yeah, for, yeah. So yeah. We 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 were social distancing at home. That was hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I imagine that would be hard. You're used to like, I mean, I don't want to assume, but I assume you probably share a bed. But it it would it would be <laughs> weird not to do that. But yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. So that was like a month and a half where I was making sure I didn't get him sick and. So I was always washing my hands, always like really aware of anything I touched and if I'd washed my hands before I touched it. And and it even took me like a couple of months to just get out of thinking that, <laughs> being so aware of everything I do. 
Remember when the biggest problem we all had was that our hands were drying out from washing them too much? (laughs) (laughs) I just remember that. (laughs) It's largely back to normal, or like I guess was before the second wave hit, but it seems Mm -hmm. like we're sort of getting it under control. Um, There there were a couple of like large group infections, but it, it all seems to be the same virus. So it's basically just like trying to track down everyone and get them to quarantine, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like this last week, uh, Sverid was quarantining and I wasn't. So then he had to make sure he wasn't infecting me, even though we were pretty sure he didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was the weirdest thing. Like I asked like <laughs> the, the lady from the, from the tracking, uh, the tracking team, like, okay, so what does this mean for my girlfriend? Like that I've slept in the same bed for like the four days since this potential infection incident was. Like, is she quarantined? No. Oh, okay. Colby and I literally just did the same thing. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, you should just keep your distance and you're not allowed to cook for her. And like, do you have two bathrooms? And I was like, do you think I am? What sort of king do you think I am? Like, almost almost no Icelandic houses, like, have two bathrooms. Yeah. Like, well, okay, then you just have to, like, wipe it down and, like, okay. And like, and yeah, you, you should uh, sleep in separate beds. And like, okay, like, I guess I'll call my parents and get them to bring like this, this, this army, like this army bed thing, <laughs> put that back up in the office. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's, it's caught, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, caught. And so, yeah, we like basically like we, we split the sofa into like two spaces and I've been in the, in the office and I guess we, we, we kind of been breaking the. I'm not allowed to cook for her thing by just, I, I, I put on a mask and gloves and like make the steak. Oh, that's really nice. I feel like I would just not, but. <laughs> just wanted to be safe. Like, especially like when like the other infections started rolling in, it was like, okay, like we should probably, probably make sure everything's fine. But not, not with a test, I guess. I guess I can move back in. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on today. This was very fun and very informing. And that's not the right word. Uh, informational. There we go. <laughs> Why not both? Informative. Is that our ending, Colby? Or you want to like, should we sign off? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Find us online at www.marthaandcolby or on Twitter and Instagram at marthaandcolby. Thanks to Stephen Boyd and DJ Empirical for all things sound. Thanks to Jordan from Dreamful Podcast for the artwork. Shout out to Irene, even though you don't listen to this podcast. Don't forget to rate us five stars and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and we'll talk soon.
Hi, this is... Oh, I don't know how to start it. Okay. Hi. 